Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in freezing cold Seattle. <laughs> I mean, is it like it's really freezing cold? It was in the teens this morning. I know. Oh it my was. gosh. And I forgot to bring in all the hummingbird food. Um, so I have like frozen organic sugar uh, hanging. Around the house. I would still think it's going to be okay. Well, no, it is. They just can't drink all it. Right. <laughs> so, like, so they're kind of in trouble at that yeah, point. Yeah, and, and I have this really cute, adorable, what I would call resident hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he sits here and protects one of the feeders. And we call him Fred. And we're like, Fred, we're really sorry. Wasn't gonna... he the little bigger one? Yeah, he's a little yeah, chubbier. He's a little, yeah. Yeah, he's a little round yeah. around the midsection there. Right. <laughs> so we hope wherever you are in the world today that you're warming up. Um, as we are here in Seattle. And what we're warming up to, too, in the studio is, you know, one of my favorite things to do is interview people who I believe are on the, on the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those fortunate days where we get to interview the author of Eat Right for Your Blood Type. So this might be right for Fred. This would be good for Go Fred, right? right? Fred. <laughs> this is exactly and right. it's really Eat Right for Your Type. This is the revised, updated anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. This book has been on the New York Times bestselling list. It has sold over 7 million copies worldwide. It's a... Yay! Got to give a round of applause for Absolutely. that one. Absolutely. And that's been up there. That's up there. And Dr. Peter J. Adamo is talking with us today on the phone. He's the author of this book and a second-generation naturopathic physician who is now teaching two physicians, which is wonderful. Um, so welcome to the show, Dr. Adamo. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Yay! It's lovely to have you. So, uh, So obviously you've been very busy since the first you know, publication came out years ago. You've been very busy teaching and training and learning amazing things and all of those wonderful things that happen when you keep your eyes and ears open and you are devoted to human beings being healthy as you are, which is quite wonderful. We're very grateful that you've donated your time and your energy and your passions to helping the human race. So thank you so much. And so what, what inspired you to make a new edition, an anniversary edition? Well, you know, the interesting thing about the revision was that it didn't really require a revision because anything needed to change. Because basically the conclusions that I drew 20 years ago are pretty much the same conclusions. They've held up very well. You know, if anything, they got more uh, corroborating evidence in the 20 years than, than they had when I wrote the book. But there was a, a series of new discoveries that showed that there was a whole new role for blood groups that I had I couldn't possibly have anticipated back at the time I wrote the book. And it had to do a lot with what's known as the microbiome. Mm. And, the, you know, this, as you're well aware, the microbiome is the sum total of all the genetics of all the bacteria that are inside of our bodies, in our gut, in our right. bloodstream, even in our nervous system, believe it or not, there's bacteria, which we used to think was sterile. So now it turns out that, well, there's, there's like a, a bifurcation here. There's a twofold aspect. Number one, there was all this new additional information on the microbiome, how it had effects that we had no way of contemplating things, depression and anxiety and fill in the blank, inflammation. You know, there was, I was reading 
over the weekend that showed that something like 90% of the serotonin in your body is made by the gut bacteria, not your nervous system. Wow. So you wind up with this idea that there's these these folks are actually pushing all the switches when it comes to regulating inflammatory responses and changing neurological profiles and changing metabolic activity. Okay, so that's nice. I can write a book on the microbiome. But it turned out that when you looked at the data and what people were being able to draw conclusions from, the single biggest influence on the difference in the microbiome between one person and another turns out to be your blood type. Yeah, amazing. So, so here was the whole, now I could, I had another new engineering option here. Just more know, scientific so. proof proving what you've already known all this time. Um, which is- well, I knew that there was bacterial differences because there was work in the 70s that showed that one bacteria was, and there was one study which had the mind-boggling number. He, he was showed that certain bacteria were 50,000 times higher in concentration in one blood type than another. So it was, these weren't subtle differences. But mm-hmm. I never knew that the effect was as, as profound as it was and that not only were the bacteria varying by blood type, but the types of bacteria were varying. Bacteria that were more involved, let's say, in starch metabolism or fat metabolism or amino acid. These all showed distinct patterns, and they were aligning with the physiology that I had actually initially reported on, and they were they were a sort of synergizing with the dietary recommendations. So, so here was a, a chance to really integrate this information so that in addition to working with the gut through the diet and then consequently from the gut to the immune system, to the bloodstream, to wherever you choose to go, we could actually look at being able to engineer the microbial population to be in harmony as well. So that's when all of a sudden I said, you know, I could I could I could do something here that should take the the, the original book and, and and polish it up and and bring this into it. So that's that's why we did it. Thank you. That's very important information. And along with you know all the choices of diets that we have today, um, one of the great things about your book is that you help people prevent disease. And so through reading the book, you know we find out which diseases certain blood types are more predisposed towards. Um, and as a no, I've certainly had almost every single one of the things that you put on that list. <laughs> I have, yeah. Um, and so, so in doing that, you're helping us to prevent disease or to help us heal our diseases that we may have already established in our bodies. Um, and, and I go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. Please, please. Uh, I, I just, I just felt that you had triggered such an important thought in my head that that you know, uh, I just felt like I had to. Well, I still have to scream it out sometimes, you know, when, when you look at um, the, the, the link between, okay, so you, we could say this pathology, okay, so this blood type gets more of this and this blood type gets less of that, and when they get this, it's worse. But then you could also look at, okay, that's going to come through a physiological link. So there's got to be a physiological or biochemical reason why that's occurring. And if you superimpose the blood type filter on there, then you can oftentimes be able to get a fairly good idea as to what the pathological link is with the physiology. And because most of that, again, is going to play out in the digestive tract, you can basically then start thinking about what it is that you can adopt lifestyle-wise, food-wise, stress reduction-wise, 
that will mitigate that, which will modulate it, so that you, you can, in a way, look at changing certain levels of destiny. And especially, you know, all of this stuff is probability. And so, you know, you, you can't always right. say, well, 100%. just because you're type A. Right. Exactly. There's right. a mathematical basis to right. what you can right. say. But let me tell you something. If you take a good probability of something and you look back in your family history and there are oh, yeah. family members that have that, it's going to increase in significance substantially. And I think that's really where it plays out beautifully. For instance, if you look at type A, you know, every study since the 1950s showed an association with cardiovascular disease in type A. And, you know, that's one thing to keep in mind. So if you're type A, you're roughly about twice as likely to have heart disease as somebody who's not type A. And type A's shouldn't eat meat. And type A should be careful with their fat choices. Exactly. And they should eat a lot of fla- they should eat a lot of flavones and colored things and all sorts of stuff like that. Right. Now you might say to yourself, okay, twice is twice is bad. <laughs> but if your stress levels are high, if your cortisol levels are high, because that's another type A thing, if your family history indicates that there's a lot of cardiovascular disease, you've got now actionable consequences here. That's now you can adopt a process that's going to be able to change that somewhat. And if it, you know, the, the thing about it is everybody, it's like a, a very big magazine called me up about two weeks ago and said, we're going to put 10 of our interns on each of the blood type diets to see what happens. Hmm. I said, okay, that's great. How old are your interns? 12. Well, they're, they're, between the ages of, they're, they're between the ages of 21 and 27. Right, they exactly. Have, <laughs> they, anyone of them have any sickness? Can, no, can they're they, all fine. Can they have their mothers and fathers go on the diet instead? <laughs> that would have been a better study. Right, so, exactly. and, and how long are they going to be on it? Well, we're thinking of having them do it for 10 days. Yeah. So it's like, well, what, what are you going to accomplish in a 27-year-old <laughs> who has no health issues who's going to change the way they eat for 10 days? They don't even make chemotherapy drugs that work that fast. That's true. So, That's very well, true. <laughs> and you're going to evaluate a diet. Right. The reality of the whole thing is that the other side of the coin is really where the magic is. It's not in the healthy people who would see subtle changes, but they would have to be amortized over a while. You take a person with an illness and put them on these diets, and they'll see changes real fast. And that's the part because that you liked about what I said. That's the, <laughs> that's the part that I like about right. what you said. About 60% of the clients I see are very unhealthy. They have serious health issues going on in their lives. And one of the things we need to see besides having them move their energy and their emotions and, you know, all of those good things is their biochemistry has to change inside their body. Something has to shift so that they're, the toxins that are deeply rooted in their tissues, perhaps from emotions or whatnot, need to be able to be dislodged so that they can move out. And when you can have something as profound as a diet that's connected to your blood type, which is a really big people, I think most Americans or most people in the world don't realize how complicated blood is. It's a very complicated thing. And so to be able, yeah, so to be able to, you know, finite the foods and the chemistry that's going to work in an amazing way to enhance your immune system is profound. It's, it's a truly profound thing. And, and, and just, you know, contemplate just how low the entry bar is. You, you, you just have to go to a blood bank, give them a pint of your worried well, healthy blood, and they'll give you your blood type for free. So, you know, beautiful. A, a great <laughs> system. Every, everybody benefits. You know, the blood banks get healthy people who want to eat better, and you oh. get your blood type for free. And then basically at the end of it all, you can buy a kit on the Internet, you know, to do it on your kitchen table if you don't want to go to the blood bank. It's a very low bar to get started. 
And yet, you know, when you start thinking about genes, it's a big gene. There, there's a, I don't normally tell this story, but, you know, you ever, you ever look at pictures of chromosomes and they look like worms with yeah. stripes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, those stripes are called chromatin bands. And they're, the chromatin is where the DNA stains very, very deeply. And the reason it stains deeply and produces that stripe is that the, uh, chrom- the DNA is very, very, very tightly wound in that area. So it takes a lot of the stain. The reason that things are tightly wound is because there's a lot of influence of gene talking to other gene that goes on. So this is called epistasis. One gene turns on another gene. It turns out that actually the section where your blood type is determined is on chromosome number nine, and it's one of the most densely staining parts of any of the chromosomes, largely because when they flip the switch and you get that A or that B or that O or that AB, a bunch of other switches get thrown that go with that. So even when people go, well, this is ridiculous. How can your blood type have an effect on your digestive tract? Ignoring the fact that your blood type is a big part of your mucus and your digestive tract or the other things that people should be aware of, the thing that most people don't get is it's also a massive master switch that turns on all sorts of other genes as a result of the outcome of that determination. And that plays out when it comes to stress. If you're type O, you will struggle with keeping up your dopamine levels and if you're out of balance, your dopamine levels will go down because it will be converted to a chemical called norepinephrine. Mm-hmm. Norepinephrine is what makes you stressed out. That's right. the fight-or-flight chemical. Mm-hmm. So if you're typo and you're in a state of weakness or imbalance, your dopamine levels will drop, your epinephrine levels will go up. What's the best type of exercise? Well, physical activity has been known to block the enzyme that causes that conversion. So if you're type O, you're not just simply exercising for a specific reason having to do with your cardiovascular system. You're exercising to modulate the very differences in your stress control that can be predicted by knowing your blood type. Wow. So, you know, you look at this and you say to yourself, you know, these are engineering solutions, as I said in the beginning, because I'm a software developer. So I always look at things in terms of applications. You know, this is the simple application. And why people are not aware of it is because really blood type has terrible PR. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been around forever. People think that anything that's known about it is known. But, but you, know? you know, that's so, well, so you know. incredibly untrue. Even when I worked in the hospital, when blood would get delivered to the floor that we were going to transfuse into a patient, three nurses had to look at what the blood type was and make sure that we had all the right factors on it because it's so important that the exact compatibility or as close as possible can be administered to the patient. Because if you don't do that, the side effects and the allergic reactions are life-threatening. So blood is hugely important. It's, it's a huge, gigantic, important aspect. One of the things that, that are important that could be important for our readers to understand, too, that so many things that you have in the book, vaccine sensitivities for each blood type and what to watch for, varying influences like viruses, bacteria, infections, which you've touched about, chemicals, stressors, and in terms of what kinds of exercises are the best for each blood type as well. Um, uh, what I love, too, is like some of the main things that we're most worried about in the American population for health, like attention deficit disorder, celiac disease, um, dementia, Alzheimer's, all of these things, the predispositions and the things that we can do to reduce 
the potentiality of these diseases coming into our lives or helping individuals who have, have those diseases already is very huge and life-changing. These are really great things. And then on top of that, you have a new 10-day blood type diet challenge, which will help people to detox and begin to get their body um, healthy and vibrant and moving forward. Yeah, it was a fun book to write, too. <laughs> you know, it was interesting because when I wrote that first book, um, the I was written for a major publisher, uh, Penguin Putnam, and they, um, you know, they did not give me as much control over my voice because I am a academic geek, and I tend to write what they call telegraphic science, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you remember that guy in Dragnet who was like, you know, mutter two words and say <laughs> only the facts, ma'am. That's how you write scientific papers. Right, exactly. And so I would write, when I was writing that first book, all I was doing was writing all the scientific, like telegraphic, and they were like, we don't want this. <laughs> you know, so we got to write. So that really the first book was largely Catherine Whitney taking me and making me mass marketable. But in the, in the intervening 20 years, I got better at storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. so I enjoyed writing this book more because I had a, a stable of parables and metaphors that I had used in, in just talking with my patients over the 20 years. So, wow, that's a great parable. I'm going to hold on. That's a great story. I'm going to, you know, if, if it served a purpose, I would file it away as just another, you know, another tool. You know, here's a great example of something that illustrates the point. So I had built up a lot more uh, lyricism in my writing in the 20 years. And I think that that was what made the book so much more fun to write. Oh, well, we're so grateful that you wrote it. And I know I have a limited time with you here on the air because you have lots of everything, lots of other things to do. I'm sure other interviews to do and teaching. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. And you're welcome back. Whenever you want to come back, we would love to have you. And we wish you great success. Well, let's, stay, let's stay in touch. I would love that. Thank let's you so touch. much. Have a beautiful day. And everyone go out there and get four blood types for diets. Eat right. For your type, the revised and updated new edition. Thank you so much. Have you ever wanted to learn about the anatomical function of a chakra and have a greater understanding of how it functions? Well, check out Marie's latest course, Divine Energy Medicine. This two-day intensive course will educate participants in reading the health and vitality of chakras, organs, and the physiology of the human body. Participants will learn how to energetically read others and how to hold their energy to create a health and wellness for themselves and those they touch. Join Marie March 25th and 26th as she dives into divine energy medicine. Visit her website, energyintuitive.com, for more details about the course. There's a threat targeting America, one that's growing fast but may still be hard to see. Lyme disease. Spread by tiny ticks often smaller than the head of a pin, this dangerous disease is now more widespread than West Nile, tuberculosis, and HIV-AIDS combined. And if left untreated, it can lead to arthritis, facial paralysis, and even memory and concentration problems, often called brain fog. 
As the threat of Lyme disease grows to more than 300,000 projected cases each year, it's time for us to target Lyme disease. That means checking for ticks when you've been outside, even in your own backyard. It means seeing a doctor if you experience the symptoms of Lyme disease, which can include joint pain, flu-like symptoms, fever, fatigue, or sometimes a bullseye-shaped rash. Set your sights on stopping Lyme. Learn how you can target Lyme disease at TargetLyme.org. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's a 1150kknw.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome astrologer Christopher Renstrom to talk about the influence of the planets on our lives. On Saturday, Corey Cooper returns in hour number one to celebrate the life and legacy of the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. In hour number two, Manson Mitchell present a special series with Rhea, host of Entrepreneur's Table. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in beautiful, gorgeous Seattle. A little cold, but gorgeous outside. I mean, the sky is stunning. I've seen more people out walking this winter than, you know, in previous winters. It's not raining. It's freezing cold. It's refreshing. It's crisp. It's very it's refreshing. It's lo- I mean, if the hummingbirds yeah. can handle it, who are even I bet original- Fred could. Fred can handle it. Yeah, he's out there right now guarding his frozen he's hummingbird like, feeder up, right now. I got enough on board. I can cover my. <laughs> and I just want to give another shout out to Dr. Peter D. Adamo. He yes. did a wonderful job. We're just, again, grateful for the work he's done in the world. What I found fascinating in some of the um, material that was sent to me by their publisher is that three of the blood types are not supposed to eat wheat. Fascinating. So O's, uh, one of the things to avoid is wheat. Other things too. Um, type A, wheat. Um, type B is also wheat. So O's, A, and B's. A, B's can, they're supposed to avoid buckwheat. So here we are in this really interesting situation in, in our uh, in our diets is, you know, gluten is hmm, maybe not so good for us. And uh, many of us are supposed to be wheat-free. It's something I say to a lot of clients. So some of them look at me like, you're going to take away my pizza and my pasta and my don't bagels. Do it, don't do yes, it. Don't. And, and they kind of know that it's not good for them. They can tell when they eat something that they don't feel great when they're eating wheat, but they don't want to give it up. But here we have even 
you know, from a scientist, a physician and a scientist, a second generation naturopath who now teaches two medical doctors, three of these blood types, avoid wheat, um, plus other things. You'll have to get the book and read all about it and go on the 10-day plan. And, and if you have children, look at the vaccinations, which would, which would be most appropriate for your kids. And how do you figure that out, which is, I think is a very important thing. So for the rest of the show, I'm taking your calls. Woo! And what we're going to be talking about kind of in between, you know, we, we always talk about energy and a food is energy. That's why it's really important that you treat food like medicine, that you realize that your body is this incredible organism like a planet, literally. There's so much going on inside of your body. It's as if you have a universe or multiple universes inside your body. And everything's talking to each other and having conversations and doing all kinds of interesting things. Just like how Dr. Diadama talked about, as soon as that comes to your blood, as you're being formed, what kind of blood type you have, there's a domino effect, biochemistry domino effect that's affecting your body. And all these enzymes are, and many, many other things that I don't understand because um, I'm not a chemist, are happening inside of your body. And that affects your anatomy, your physiology, and most importantly, your immune system, how you fight off disease, how you protect yourself and stay a healthy person. So we're talking about that. And I'm going to be uh, talking a little bit about the uh, Affordable Care Act as well, because um, right now in our U.S. government, Republicans are working on repelling the Affordable Care Act. If you were to ask any health care worker, um, because thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of health care workers around the country support the Affordable Care Act. There's nothing like being a nurse or a doctor or a phlebotomist or a pharmacist and hearing a story about a patient who can't get care because they don't have insurance. Or the things that used to happen if you had a pre-diagnosed condition, you couldn't get insurance. You couldn't leave the insurance plan. You couldn't get insurance if you were uninsured. And all of those things and many other things went away when the Affordable Care Act came into play. So now um, something that took a lot of money to reorganize the American health system and find a way where millions of uninsured Americans who have horrible diseases and health issues and problems and people who want to stay healthy now have access to insurance and wonderful surgeries and medications and things that they might need to be healthy. So um, if you want to, wherever you are in the country, if you want to make sure that your representative is positively affecting the Amer- the Affordable um, Care Act, um, you might want to look up that person, give them a call, write them a note, tweet about it. I don't know, something. I, I think we have to be active about making sure that Americans are healthy because that's good for business, by the way. If Americans are healthy, we have a good business platform. We can all go to work. We can work hard. We can come home, play with our kids, our dogs, go for a walk, and enjoy our lives. So and do it all over and again the next day. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that's a cycle. Yeah, that's a cycle. So why don't we go ahead and start with our phone calls. Who do we have, Benny? Sure. Uh, real fast, if you want to join us on the show, it's the Marie Manu Cherry Show. If you're just tuning in, 877-825-8828. Again, 877-825-8828. Lines are coming in. So Kim is first out of the gates, and she's in from Seattle. Hello, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hello. How are you? Hi, Marie. Hello, everybody. What can I do for you? Um, Well, my question is about love. I feel like I'm struggling a lot with love and relationships. And and I was just wondering, like, how do you know when it's right and, you know, and if you're heartbroken? (laughs) You're so cute, Kim. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for any broken heart that you may be currently nurturing or that you're still recovering of from years gone by. Um, here's what I'm hearing right away. And you can disagree with anything I say, right? Okay. That, that's your job, right? Is to go, well, wait a minute. That's not true, right? Um, I think you choose what is not in your best interest. 
So I think your picker's off. Does that make sense? Yes. I think you're a really good catch. I'm not saying that the people that you've caught aren't a good catch. I just don't think it's a compatible match. I think you're very caring and you, you, I think you're attracted to individuals who aren't quite as aware as you are. Yeah. And so here you are, you know, wanting to help someone and they're lovely. Maybe they're very, you know, attractive or there's something interesting about them or something of that nature. And then you fall in love with them. And then it's upsetting because you're not compatible because you're not in the same growth area. So this is the part's going to be kind of challenging because I also think you like to be in control in a relationship. Is that true? Yeah, I, I do sometimes. <laughs> okay, well, which I can understand. I, I mean, like, I try to control my children. I can't. They're all grown adults now. And they're telling me what to do all the time now, so it's just not working any longer. Um, so what you need, and this is the part that you're scared about, in my opinion, you need an equal. That means you're going to have somebody who's also going, well, hey, what about this that you're doing over there? You know, Because right. I yeah. think you like being in charge and helping other people. That's one of your favorite things to do. You're really good at it, by the way. But when it comes to personal relationships, you need to have someone who's just as aware as you are so that you can grow together or take turns growing and support one another and also let your your dirty laundry hang out on the line as much as the person that you're trying to help that you've partnered with in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So here's what I'm going to say, and I mean no disrespect to any of your former partners. <laughs> I truly don't, seriously. I just want that I'm going to say this to you because I think it's going to help you to check in with yourself. Okay. You happen to be attracted to people who are let's say, a little bit more wounded than you are. So you need to, you need to go like, well, wait a minute. If I, if I were to look at this person, are they healthy? Are they really happy in their lives? Are they moving forward? Do they do inner work? Have they had therapy? Are they open to therapy? Right? Or whatever the deal is that has helped you to be um, an aware, conscious, moving person, a person who would be a great partner for you is also doing those things or has done those things. Do you see what I mean? So if you're on a date with someone and they say that they've never been to therapy and they're never going to go, that would be a red flag. Okay. So is this making sense what I'm talking about? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. So here's here's what we, this is what we need to do. So now you have your, okay, this is a red flag kind of a situation so you can kind of pay attention, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I want you to do is you need to start falling in love with yourself because one of the reasons why you've also chosen what's not in your best interest, not only so you can be in kind of control and, and not be with an equal who's also going to call you on your stuff, right, <laughs> is because there's a lack of self-worth, right? Yeah. It's, it's the answer to pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you're going to be falling in love with Kim all day long, okay. adoring her, cherishing her, thinking that she's wonderful and amazing and all of those things. Because when you feel that way, if you meet someone that you're attracted to, because your old attractive barometer is still going to be active, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, but when you notice that, oh, oh, that person's like, mm, th- then your self-worth is going to go, oh yeah, lovely person, probably not best suited for partnership for you. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and there won't be any of this, oh, but maybe if we just go out for coffee, you know, oh, yeah. right. And you, you won't go into your bad, pa- your old patterns. You'll be able to stay strong and, and allow that person to be available to someone else too, who's better suited for them as well. Okay. Okay. Do you recommend taking just like time off from? Oh yeah. Just just like going and how long? Well, try try not to think of it. Try not to think of this as a time thing. I think when people are looking at time, they're moving into kind of desperate energy or worried energy or fear. Like I should be with someone by now, or these things should be off my checklist by now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I want you to take that off because that's not really a deciding factor. It's about 
when do you feel joyful about dating? When is it exciting for you? Okay. When do you feel empowered by the, by the idea of dating rather than disempowered and you got to figure it out and it's this complex game? Those, yeah. those type of feelings are not the right time to date. So take some time off, fall in love with Kim, and, um, and then when you naturally feel empowered about moving into a dating circle, yay, then that's the right time. Okay. Okay? Thank you so Great much. Great questions. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks very much for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number. 877-825-8828. We'll travel down to Portland. We have Grace joining us. Hello, Grace. Hi, Marie. Thanks so much for taking my call. Of course. How are you, Grace? I'm great. I just stopped eating wheat and I'm a typo. Oh, oh, yay. (laughs) You you know what? um, Because my assistant's a typo. One of my children is a typo. And so we've been talking, you know, once the publisher sent us the book because we get to read the book and have fun with it. It's really lovely. And so I'm a big fan of eliminating certain things out of my diet over periods of time. Like I'll just won't eat any sugar for a couple weeks. So not that I'm a big sugar eater, but, you know, I can eat. I can have my moments or I just won't eat certain type of foods for a particular period of time because I I believe Mm -hmm. in detoxifying. And so in this book, under each blood type, he has foods, as he did in the other book, you know, foods that are the best for us, foods that are neutral and then foods to avoid. And then next to the foods, there's like little arrows, like things that are really good for you are like really avoid this. And so one of the things that we can do is the foods that we are have that big arrow about avoiding, that could be a great way to detox. Like, oh, I'm just going to take that off. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to eat for O's. One of the things that doesn't have an arrow next to it, but is avocados. Okay, I love avocados. I don't eat a ton of them, but I might just for a week, maybe not eat av- right. avocados and see how my body feels. So it's one of the ways where we can kind of naturally detox. And um, at any rate, congratulations. I'm very happy for you because your GI tract has been bothering you, hasn't it? Yes. I'm so sorry, by the way. Cause oh, I can, thank you. Yeah, I can feel some of the pain that you had been feeling. You know, it was just a little uncomfortable. Yeah, and part of why I'm calling is because... I know um, you're not calling for I, that, by the way. <laughs> what's that? I said, you're not calling for that, though, are you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I was calling because I have a shoulder, or I have a pain in my shoulder blade on mm-hmm. the left side of my body, which mm-hmm. started to go away when I was talking to you. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and I think it's energetic. My brother-in-law passed over a year ago oh. today, and you helped me talk to him once before. Oh, he so- did? Oh, yeah, and I thought maybe that might be part of it, but I thought I'd just call and see what you could see and if there's a, a leak or something like that that can help in this process of trying to be stronger for my husband while he's grieving and just for myself and my life. Well, first of all, I'm very sorry that your brother-in-law passed away. That's a hard thing. And you're super, 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 super empathetic. You know what I mean by that? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you feel other people all the time. And it's going to be important for you, and this is something I'm sure your brother-in-law would want to have, because, you know, he was fun, you know? He, mm-hmm. he was a fun person. He didn't take things too seriously, uh, which I like about him, you know, or at least for not too long, you know? I, I like that about him. So you're taking his passing too seriously. Got it. <laughs> and, of course, it's understandable. You live with his brother who's heartbroken by his, yeah. the loss of his beloved brother. Of course, it totally makes sense. And you're empathetic. But what's happening is it's like your energy is surrounding your husband and you're absorbing that grief. Yeah. And and it's okay that you get to have time out and disassociate your energy from your husband, at least regarding grief. I think people, even in relationships, we need to stay in our own energy system. I like to say, Mm -hmm. stay in your own lane. 
Don't keep crossing over to other people's lanes because it's actually disrupting your energy system. And then you can't be as effective. And then both of you kind of walk around the house in low moods. You know what I mean? So because you actually like the other side, you think it's fascinating and interesting. And now you, someone you love lives there. So I want you to get excited about it, which I think you are, but you won't let yourself because you're worried about your husband. Yeah. So can you stop that? Can you like stay in your own lane? Can you, and here's the way I recommend to do this. This is what I recommend for people to do all the time, regardless. And this will help solve lots of problems with their body, their mind, their emotions, all kinds of things is actually begin to physically sense your physical body. Or for you, what I'm being told is let yourself feel your energy inside your human body. Be curious about that. Be interested about it. Okay. Be connected to it because it's going to force you to be in your own lane. And and then you'll, of course, have appropriate times to be with your husband about the grief, but also, you know, stay in your own body about what you believe about it and how you feel about it and how you're energized by it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've been spontaneously singing for the last 24 hours and mm. noticing how my diaphragm feels and how my shoulders feel and the difference that that makes. So I totally understand. I'm so proud of you. And so the shoulders are about burdens. I don't see anything medically wrong with your shoulder, but of course, if things don't improve, please go see someone, of course, but it looks fine to me. I think this is a burden because the grief that your husband is feeling, which is understandable and it's, it's very subjective grief is right. Everyone, it, it could take a person a lifetime to get through something or years and that's okay. He gets to figure that out, but I don't think you're helping yourself or him by allowing your energies to vibrate together based on his grief. Got it. It's kind of holding him back and, and you're not able to enjoy the positive things that you feel about life and death because you have different and unique view t- viewpoints about death. And I think those need to be celebrated too. Thank you so much. You're welcome and good job. See, you already found a prescription. You were singing, filling your diaphragm. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Mary. All right. Well, have a gorgeous day in Portland. You too. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks, Grace, for calling in. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. How about a quick little break? Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy Intuitive. Intuitive.com. 
Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Have you ever felt like you are meant for something more? The truth is, you are. Life is not to be endured, it is to be lived. Live your life fully and with purpose. Join me, Holly Holmquist, day minister, spiritual mentor, and the host of Open Conversations, Sundays at 3 p.m. If you want to live your authentic life, let me and my fascinating guests inspire you. Join Open Conversations Sundays from 3 to 4 on KKNW Alternative Talk 1150. That's Sundays at 3 p.m. Join the conversation. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Rain Manu Cherry Show. We've been talking about, of course, for your blood type, for diets, eat right for your type. Lovely. Revised and updated Addition, please go ahead and order that. You can go to Amazon or probably Barnes & Noble, wherever you want. Whatever you want to support, go there, order the book. Um, hopefully we'll have Dr. Adamo. Uh, Ad- Diadamo. Thank you, Diadamo, mm-hmm. back on the show in the future. That would be lovely. Yep. And then, of course, I talked briefly about the Affordable Care Act. All right. It's good business for Americans to be healthy. So, uh, obviously, we're in a blue state, and our state supports the uh, Affordable Care Act, but you may not live in a blue state, and maybe your people need to have a reminder of what you would like to see happen for our country to keep Americans healthy, because your healthcare workers will be thrilled. Again, there's nothing worse than being a healthcare worker and seeing someone have to leave the hospital or an appointment situation because they are not covered. They don't have the money, and they don't have insurance, or they have a pre diagnosed condition, or also, which was interesting, that changed when the Affordable Care Act became. Um, live in the U.S. is that children up into the age 26 could be covered under their parents' insurance, which was great for my kids. It was lovely. And also we found out that women were paying more for insurance than men. That was shocking. That's what they found <laughs> out when the Democrats were rehashing the American health care system. And the funny thing is, is that, okay, women are typically healthier than men. Let's just say that we live longer typically. So we should probably pay less, by the way, because we're supporting men and and their lack of health. <laughs> well, and you look at women all the time. They're like, don't eat that, honey. Go go to bed. Stop that, you know. Um, so maybe men should pay more for health insurance than women. But currently under the Affordable Care Act, it's now fair. Despite your gender, you pay the same amount, which is how it should have been from the beginning. So maybe the the Affordable Care Act should not be abolished. And uh, perhaps you need to write your representative, give them a call, find out who your representative is, which is a great idea, and uh, give them a call and find out what's going on. There's actually a document. It's called, I think, the Illusions uh, document. I'm going to have Benny. He's going to start Googling something for me. Uh, I think it's called Illusions Document. It's actually how to work with... A document or document? It's it's a brand new document that was oh, document. just published. Um, 
he's going to get on that and look at it. So we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines while we're doing that as well. Thanks, Benny. He's, <laughs> Gee, thanks. What else do you want yeah. me to do? Today? Yeah. No, it's totally fine. Totally I'm fine. one of those people. I don't pay attention to um, language very well in terms of words. I know that sounds really weird because I talk for a living, literally. But I look at energy. And so sometimes some things don't stay in my mind for very long because the energy takes over and has like a life of its own. So that's why Benny has to look up things for me. I'll do that. And until then, we'll take Laura calling in from Arizona. Hello, Laura. Great. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm lovely. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say that I, I am very fascinated with this blood type diet. And, and I have followed some of the foods that I followed. Um, eliminating really did help. I was just wondering, I'm I'm having um, trouble sleeping mm-hmm. and kind of low energy, and I'm feeling a little bit stuck in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you had any insights. Yeah, actually, I'm reading your energy right now. I just wrote it out. So that's what I do when I work on someone distance. And when I'm on the radio show or at home, I'm doing a FaceTime or Skype session with someone. So I just wrote out your energy. Here's what I'm seeing. I mean, first, my my partially medical mind wanted to go off on a little bit of a tangent on some ideas, which I'm, I'm not against. But then my intuition interrupted my logical part of my mind and said that you're just not very motivated about life. Like you're missing passion. Would you agree? That I'm sorry that I'm lacking passion. Yeah, like there's the, like there's not something that make you, makes you get up in the morning. Would you say that's true? Um, yes, to some degree. I think that that some of it is that my self talk is just. I, I, I feel a lot of pressure because mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't accomplished very much right. in my life. Right. And you need you need to find your thing. You know, everybody yeah. has a thing. Whether it's <laughs> whether it's their job, like in my case, I'm I always tell my kids, I love you a little bit more than my job, which is really <laughs> Uh, they don't want to hear that, of course, but I'm just so shocked because I adore my children. Like I'm, ma- I'm madly in love with my kids. So to have something in my mm-hmm. life that I love almost, almost as much as my kids shocks me. So it can be someone's profession or it can be a hobby, right? It doesn't have to be a profession, but you need that thing. You need that spark. You you need that yeah. thing that makes you go, oh, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Something that like, even when we were interviewing Dr. Diadamo, you can tell he's impassioned by blood mm-hmm. and chemistry. And of course, the human realm, you know, he loves human beings. That's why he practiced for a long time. And now he teaches other physicians who are going to go out and help other human beings. Mm-hmm. So you need to find your thing. So here's what I want you to do. I'm okay. sure if you've listened to the show before, you have heard me talk about what if questions. Okay. Okay. So have you listened to the show before? I'm actually kind of new to oh, you. Great. I welcome. discovered you recently on a podcast yeah, for welcome. Uh, Buddha at the Gas Pub. I love Buddha at the Gas Pub. Those guys are great. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. actually, ha- I, I taught a, a retreat, my first international retreat on my own in Spain last year. And that is thanks to um, Buddha at the Gas Pump because someone who owns the retreat center heard my interview and wrote me and said, do you want to teach a retreat in Spain? And thanks to Justine, who uh, loves to travel more than I do. I love to travel, but she loves to travel even more than I do. We went Uh to Spain and uh, we had a wonderful time. It was amazing. Okay. So back to you. (laughs) So what if questions, positive ones, not those negative, scary ones that we tend to ask ourselves. And you're right. You are self-critical. The back of your third eye is extended. So when I look at chakras, they turn into cones when I'm staring at them. 
And mm-hmm. the back of the third eye is meant to be flush with the occiput, that small bump and kind of in the middle of the back of your skull. Yours mm-hmm. extends about five or six feet. It's not horrible, but it, it's a sign to me. It's a metaphor that you're self-critical. So, yes, okay. you are right. You need to be kinder to yourself. So what if questions, when we formulate them based on what we want, like you would love to have passion in your life? Mm-hmm. Right. So how about we formulate a what if question? What if I have discovered and I'm living my passion? So I want you to start asking that question of yourself, whether you ask it out loud or silently, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if you don't want to ask it, because I want you to start calibrating your subatomic particles in your body to align to where that exists. So anything we can imagine already exists in the universe. It already exists. Where we can find it and connect to it and let it be in in our life is based on its frequency. So everything has a frequency. Your passion has a very high, positive, engaging, delicious frequency. Okay. When you're not happy or engaged in your life, you can't feel that vibration, right? It's like, where Uh where is it? Oh, no, I got to go back to bed. I can't feel (laughs) it, right? So if you start asking a what if question about it, like, ooh, what if I have discovered and I'm living my passion? The cells in your body, your energy, your biochemistry will start to vibrate to where that answer is. And as you keep asking the question, the vibration becomes familiar and it starts to build a rhythm in your body. It's like reprogramming, if you will. You start downloading little by little or quickly, it just depends on the person, that vibration that will align with where that passion exists and the frequency. And when you do that, when you align to it, and even for short periods of time when you align to it, it starts to materialize in our physical world. Okay. Okay. So that's your homework assignment. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for, um, I'm very excited to keep listening to your radio. Good. Thank you so much and have a gorgeous day in Arizona. All righty. Bye-bye. Thanks very much for calling in. And uh, yeah, we got time for one or two more. We'll sneak in. Let's take now uh, Lisa calling in from Bellevue. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Uh, I read read this book uh, a few years ago. The blood type book? Yeah, Eat Right for Your Blood Type. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good book. Yeah, it's a really great book. What can I do for you? Um, I am struggling with getting over grief. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you have some some tips for me. Right. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for the grief that you're experiencing. and um, And it's been a while, right? Whatever the situation was, it's been a while. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Like, I can go back five years. Is that a, approximately the time period? Oh, uh, longer. Longer. Okay. So let's yeah. just say the last five years has been, and, and and this isn't really true. This is just what I'm saying energetically, right? Because I don't think uh-huh. there's a right or a wrong. But the last five years have been too long. So you got stuck in a yeah. pattern. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. you, you got stuck in a pattern that's familiar. When I look at your family line, especially on your, well, both sides, uh, they keep telling me dad, but I'm like, no mother, it's stronger on the mother side. I'm arguing with my guidance right now. <laughs> um, so let's say both sides of your family are prone to depression. You know, would mm-hmm. you say that's true? Uh, definitely on my mother's side. Yeah. So isn't that funny how I'm, I, I was right. <laughs> Whatever I'm hearing <laughs> yeah. is, is your dad yeah. on the other side. Uh-huh. Is he argumentative? Or was he? Uh, 
he was always right. <laughs> okay. So probably your dad was sneaking in to my reading. <laughs> and he's going, no, it's the dad. And I'm like, no, it's the mother's side. He's like, no, it's the dad's side. Um, by the way, your father wants me to tell you that he loves you very, very, very much. He's extremely proud of you. He said, don't be like us. Don't be like us. Go be different. Go be fun. Go be happy. Go have some. Go go dance around the house naked. He's, he's like, don't be like us. That's what he says to you which is adorable. So even though biochemically there may be this predisposition to depression because it's in the family, it's also emotional. It's energetic, right? And energy can change. That means anything can change. If energy can change, anything can change. That's what I believe. So that means you need to to seriously not allow yourself to get caught in that pattern. It's so easy. It's so familiar. It looks like it's like you slip into it. You know what I mean? Like, because it's so familiar, Right. Right. One of the reasons why I don't buy wheat um, bread products for my house, because I would eat them. I think they're delicious. <laughs> right. If there was a pie in the house, even if it was wheat, I would eat it. So mm-hmm. I. OK, you do. So I don't buy it. I don't purchase Dang. it. Right. And I don't put it in my house. And the gluten free pies, no offense, gluten free pie makers are not as delicious in my opinion. So I don't buy the gluten-free ones because it doesn't really rock my boat like the gluten ones, right? So this is what you, I want you to look at it that way. If you make a left, you know, like you're moving forward in life and if, if depression is hanging over on the left-hand side and you can see it and it's kind of glowing for you, if you make a left and turn into it, you're going to get stuck. It's like a parking lot to you that's flooded. You're going to get stuck. I want you to keep going forward or go to the right. Go do something silly and fun. You have a silly part of your personality that I love. I love that part of you. That is where you need to put your energy towards because it's actually really, really good for you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so go do something silly like what your dad said, run around the house naked. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Go talk to hummingbirds. That's what I do all day long. It's kind of a silly thing for me. I, I watch them all day long. I look at them all day long. I talk about them all day long. And it gets me out of my, my mental behaviors that are not in my best interest. Okay. Okay. It's that right, simple. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you. Have a gorgeous day. And thank you very much. And let's just go for it. More. Yeah, oh, we can sneak in okay, Anne, we'll Anne calling in. Hello, Anne. How are you calling in from Western Washington, or Eastern Washington, I should say? Hi, Anne. How are you? Hi, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. Of you know, my life was really going well. Um, mm-hmm. I spent the summer up in the mountains, and then I got an offer to take a job that several years ago would have been my dream job. Mm -hmm. And I decided to step into it and um, started in September. October, I got really, really sick, Mm -hmm. more sick than I'd been in a while. And I got over it. And now I'm in this job, but I am just not happy. I'm not feeling motivated. I'm not feeling excited about life. And I'm, you know, certainly concerned that as this continues, how, you know, can it affect my health? But I'm, I just don't understand how to get my energy back on track where mm-hmm. I was several months ago. Okay, great question. And I'm going to answer it as quickly as I can so we can get you the information that you need. So here's number one. You're super smart. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's great. That's lovely. And super smart people sometimes make their life too complicated. So yeah. so here's what I'm going to recommend. And of course, nobody has to do anything that I say. I want you to get happy about this job. Okay. And, and I mean, the things you can authentically get happy about, because A, if this isn't the right fit for you, another option will come and you'll be able to grab it. 
But but what okay. happened is is you went, oh, no, it's this job. And you started to contract your energy. And you were someone who needs to have your energy moving pretty freely, pretty quickly in order to stay healthy. And you got scared. You got really scared. Your buttons got pushed. You thought you made a huge mistake. I'm not saying you did, by the way. And so you contracted your subatomic particles. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so yes. find the things that you can authentically be happy about this job, and then if, it, if you need to move on, something will come forward, or you'll go, wow, this really is a really cool job. So do that, okay. and keep me posted. I want to hear about it. All right, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day in um, eastern Washington, and thank you, everyone, no matter where you are on the planet, no matter what time of day it is or what season it is, have a beautiful and gorgeous everything. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 